podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt welcome to 2023 yeah it doesn't start till we say so so exactly how how many years have we done this now i guess we started in 2018 the podcast so 2019 20 21 22 what is this a fifth year oh my gosh it must be you're right i don't know that sounds like a lot but I guess it has to be. Well, because we've... Uh, <laughs> Seems like a question yeah. we could have solved Yeah, because I think we've air. been doing this like four and a half years, right? Yeah, but the first year did we do the preview because we started mid-year. Yeah. Well, didn't we start, though, in 2018? So we wouldn't have done it one in 2018. We would have done our first one in 2019. So 19, 20, 21, 22, and this is 23. So I think we've done five. Well, that's great. Exciting. Lucky number five. A happy anniversary to us. I know. I can't believe you want to end all this. Well, you're moving, Shelby. So that's it. (laughs) You know, that's on you. Um, Did you look at last year's charts at all? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, You know, I think we were getting better in choosing the movies we wouldn't like. But there were some surprising disappointments for each of us along the way because, okay. I mean, I think obviously um, the surprise hit was uh, Marry Me, loved it. But then we both thought the Batman would be good, but I think we both ended up not liking it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's done. It did well, though. Yeah, I got a perfect score on that. Um, uh, you said it would be 72 and I said 84 and it was 85, so... I'm calling that a win. Um, But then the (laughs) Morbius, which uh, I said I did not want to see, had the worst Rotten Tomato score of the year, which was 16%. And that we had only guessed like 30, 38. So I was going to say, we definitely said it was bad, though, and it was bad. We just had no idea it would be that bad. Were there things we were excited for that turned out to be bad? Well... It's hard because, like, like for instance, I was excited for Doctor Strange, and then I was super disappointed by it. But I'd given it, like, an 80%, and it got a 74%. So it wasn't, like, that far off like we've had in the past. Like, even with Halloween Ends, we both guessed it'd be low, and you guessed it'd be 45, and it's sitting at 40 right now. Okay. So, so it's, it's like we're getting off. better. But the biggest disappointment, I think, was Don't Worry Darling, which <laughs> when we recorded this last January – we were optimistic. We were believers. In, you know, we were naively hopeful because we gave it a 71 and a 78, respectively. And um, it's sitting at 38. So yeah. I think that's like the one that took us out the furthest. Um, but other than that, it's like a bunch of ours were bumped to 2023. Uh, so we lost out on those. And then... Wait, what got bumped that we talked about? Oh, we talked about Creed Three. Salem's oh, Lot, wow. Mission Impossible, S- Spider-Verse, um, 65, <laughs> The Flash, 
Uh, so a little bit of everything. <laughs> wow, I was I'm surprised that so many things got bumped. I know. I think the, a lot of it was just cycling the, through what was coming through. I guess that's true. Like we're still like COVID, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm. So, I was supposed to watch. I was supposed to watch and review this movie that was that's supposedly coming out on Friday called Distant. Um, mm. and the. And and I have been emailing with the PR people asking them for screeners. When are we getting the screeners? They're like, oh, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. I'm like, hey, like it's coming out. I got to write this review. Like when is the review due? And then on Wikipedia, it says like it, the that the uh, date has been bumped like four times and then was quietly removed from the calendar. And <laughs> there's no source for that. But it's not. Yeah, it's like I the movie can't be coming out on friday because there has been no marketing for it anywhere so <laughs> sometimes these things just happen yeah and you know your last movie you were excited for was babylon um and i guessed, was right about that you guessed it would get 84 percent it, it didn't get five so. but but i knew that i would love it <laughs> but you did like it you're correct so yeah, i guess that's more what i'm interested in is less about the scores and more of like did i like the movies that i thought i was gonna like or were there movies where i was like oh this is gonna be great and then it's i think the one that you were excited for that you ended up not liking is the Northman. oh I yeah remember. i did hate that mm-hmm. yeah and then for me i i you know i had an okay run because I was excited for the only one that I wasn't didn't end up liking as much was Doctor Strange and then um Nope. But Nope was like fine. It just wasn't Oh everything I, I loved wanted. Nope. Yeah, well <laughs> I thought Nope was so good. Mm. Yeah. I had the most movies that were moved to twenty twenty three. So it's, it's a rough year for me. I feel like Nope is interesting now that I'm thinking about this because it's sort of like you know how there's like horror and then elevated horror? I feel yeah. like Nope is like the genre of movies you like, but like the elevated version of it. And <laughs> I wonder if there's something in there of like how, yeah, how it's like you like all of these like disaster popcorn, the anim- like crazy animal movies. And then when something does that, but like in a way that's like, <sighs> but we are going to be deep about it. You're like, no. Well, I mean, I just don't think the movie as a whole like worked smoothly. Like I think I think the ending really lost the thread and that's because you just you just didn't understand. I just didn't understand and that's okay. It. That it's intended, hard for women like, sometimes yeah. to get it. Yeah, it's all for you. Um <laughs> but no, I I do feel like looking at last year's list, there was more that I was excited for because I remember some of them being like, Oh, well, Matt chose one, so I'll find other ones I'm excited for. Whereas this year's list, I was kind of like struggling to find 10 I was excited about. Well, so here is something that I was thinking looking at this year's list. And I would also like to talk about the movies that have already come out this year. Mm. Usually at this point of the year, we have seen maybe one or two movies and they've been terrible. I feel like at this point this year, there has been like four-ish very solid movies that have come out between... Megan, which we liked, Plane, which we liked, Shotgun Wedding, which we're going to talk about here in a bit, and then Missing came out last weekend, and I haven't mm. seen that, but the reviews have been really good on it. Um, and all four of those were 
sort of like original concepts for the most part, original ideas. Um, and I feel like looking at the calendar, yes, there are your Marvel movies, you know, some Indiana Jones things, some like, um, you know, some sequels and tent poles and stuff on the calendar already. But I think that there's not as many movies to choose from on the list because I think this year has less of those, mm. uh, you know, sequels, prequels, whatever, than years past have. I kind of feel like we're hitting fatigue points with a lot of that stuff. And we seem to be kind of like pivoting back to, okay, like let's do an original idea that's good rather than try to come up with an idea for some property that we already have. And I wonder if that's why it's kind of hard finding stuff this year, because there isn't as much, um, of, you know, the sort of shill we've had in the last couple of years of just like, intellectual property intellectual property and therefore at this state we don't know a lot of the movies that are coming out um because i even looked like well it's like they don't release like for big big movies they have to give the release dates way ahead of time so that nobody else you know sticks a move like mission impossible they have to have the release date so that fast furious doesn't release the movie the same day you know it's like they have to sort of plan around each other but smaller movies, they're, you know, can sort of go wherever. So they don't release the release dates of those yeah. as far in advance. So, yeah, we have like, you know, more original stuff for the first, you know, couple months of the year. But like everything that's going to be coming out in the back half, if yeah. it's not a big property, we really don't know about it. And I feel like I'm yeah. hopeful that that means that we're going to get a lot of new, cool, original <laughs> stuff that we just don't know about yet. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed yeah no because there was like i i I don't know did you feel like it was a stretch this year to find 10 um a a little bit a few i left a few because i was like i can't take all the good ones yeah and i had to i mean i feel like we also have different types of movies that we like um and so there were ones where I was like, oh, Shelby definitely picked this already. And then I looked at the list and it's like, oh, yeah, Shelby picked that already. Um, but no, I'm excited to get into these. I think that there's okay. some fun, interesting stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. Well, so, I get first pick. Yeah. So we each pick 10 movies that we're excited about, five movies that we're not excited about. So that's 30 total. And we'll guess the Rotten Tomato scores on those as well. Um, Shelby picked first. Yeah, first is kind of a wash because technically the reviews are out, but it's Shotgun Wedding, which I want the record to show is I was excited for this before even seeing it. Um, It's J-Lo and Josh Duhamel in a sort of physical rom-comedy where they're getting married and then they're at a destination wedding and then pirates attack. Um, And you and I had the pleasure of watching this together. And I think we're even going to do an episode about it because it comes out this week, I think tomorrow, from when we're although we this also episode. have Oscar nominations. Oh this yeah, week, so well we'll figure it out. But honestly, uh, it was a good time. It was surprisingly funny, similar to the vibes of "Marry Me" last year. I think this proves that like when J Lo picks her projects right, she really shines. And um, I think she was having a good time, being a little bit 
uh, scatterbrained in this film, a little bit emotionally drained as the pirates were kind of ruining her wedding day. And they had did the fun twist where Josh Dumel was more of a bridezilla than her. Um, and so the puzzling out of that relationship was more fresh than maybe what they could have done. Plus, you had Jennifer Coolidge showing up in a great uh, supporting role as Josh Dumel's mother, a little zany, a little kooky a lot of Jennifer Coolidge, and it was just a fun time. I was honestly surprised to see this sitting at 44%. I think I think it gave me similar vibes to like Happiest Season, which is that um, yeah. lesbian Christmas movie where it's like it's quick-witted, it's fun. Sure, the hijinks are a little bit like over the top, but it's like if we're giving Happiest Season 82%, then it's like, <laughs> what are we doing here? What did you want from a movie? Yeah. Sorry, J-Lo. I don't know. Sometimes film critics go after these kind of comedies, I feel like, too hard. Like, yeah, it's kind of dumb, but in a really fun way. And I think in a way that's clever a lot of times. Like, I hated Lost City last year, which felt so much more, like, assembled together by a studio than this does. Um, Yeah, I mean... I was less excited, I feel like, than you were to watch this movie, but I ended up really, really liking it. Um, You know, I I think it's a solid start to the year, and if this is the kind of stuff that we are going to be watching, I am excited to watch it. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, it's immediately followed by what I'm not excited for, which is February 3rd's M. Night Shyamalan movie coming out called Knock at the Cabin. I'm sure everyone's seen this trailer. It's so dull to me to talk about, but it's the queer couple with an adopted kid at a remote cabin and they're suddenly harassed by three strangers who say that they've seen the future and there's a pending apocalypse and they have to make a hard choice. First trailer, fine, whatever. It's David Bautista being really creepy and solemn. But then we saw the full extended trailer and it just gave so much away that it's sort of like, why did they do this? (laughs) And And not just like plot points, but like full scenes and kind of full conversations. And this is based on a novel, which the author said even his readers would be surprised, which I don't know if that's a good thing. Like the book did really well. Um, It's a big deal for what it was. I didn't read it, but I feel like M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) is supposedly on some sort of up and up comeback like people have been surprised by how because i hate it old i know but i think more people were like oh well at least it's not lady in the water like the bar is so low for him that anything that's not miserable is suddenly like good enough well split was good and then the 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 visit i think was fun yeah glass was fine um but old was terrible and this feels not great to me um i I mean it feels like heavy-handed well, I'm sure that it's going to go different places because I can't imagine that it's an entire movie where it's just like which of the three of the pe- these people are gonna die. That's you know, what like the book is. that's the that's the entirety. That's of the, the book. entire book. Like it's a very limited like stage, right? Like it's like I feel like it's because like... that feels very like that feels boring to me. Yeah, in that like. They say that, and then, you know, and then uh, obviously there's going to be some pushback of, like, we got to escape. We're not picking any of us, blah, 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 blah. But then, like, when push comes to shove, they're going to have to pick somebody. They're obviously not going to kill their daughter. So it's going to have to be one of the two dads. Um, And 
I don't know. It, it just feels like how, how much is there, especially yeah. for a thriller kind of thing. You know, this isn't like Sophie's Choice or whatever, where it's going to be high drama. Like, it looks kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, and there's like, and there's Dave a lot Batista. of apocalyptic scenes at play, like, uh, as it goes on. So, yeah, I don't think it gives me that, like, vibe of Nicolas Cage, like, circa 2005 to 2000. 10 where it's like like knowing yeah. remember that movie where yeah. it's like his apocalypse movie and it ended up being so I mean, like convoluted like and heavy yeah and i feel like it's gonna be that where like jesus is gonna appear or something <laughs> i i give it i'm giving this a 48 yeah i said 35 percent um but uh yeah is it's coming out i'm sure hopefully we won't have to do an episode on it but i'm sure we probably will we might it's or it's uh-huh. mm. and then um i'm hogging the top half as i always do because later in february is ant-man and the wasp quantumanium which i thought when we were together you said you were not excited about this movie that's but what then- i'm talking about with this i'm looking for things to be excited about <laughs> I think I will this say, looks bad based on the trailer. I will say I love Jonathan Majors. I think he's so watchable, and I really enjoyed his character introduction in Loki, the Disney Plus show. Um, and so I'm excited to see what they do with him and how they make him the big baddie for supposedly the next big chunk of time. And so I think in some ways that could reset what had felt so sl- sluggish about the phase four of Marvel or whatever we're in. Um I remember talking to you. I'm more frustrated by the fact that they want points for calling it Ant-Man and the Wasp, but then don't give her any any presence in the promo for this film. So I'm sure she has a role in the movie, and I'm hopeful for that. But it's just more of an eye roll where it's like they slapped that on last time to get some sort of, you know, prize for being the first, like, female titular superhero um, and now they're just proving that they don't actually care about her existence in this franchise. Um, but, but I think like it'll be okay. Perhaps an anti-vaxxer. So, <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Um, well, anyways. I, I feel like the thing that I am interested in this movie, and we'll get to this at various other movies on this list as well, is oh, okay. that I think that Disney... Under the reign of Bob Chapek, who we have talked about was recently fired and replaced by Bob Iger, who was formerly the head of Disney, um, really went hard on a lot of this um, IP and 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 trying to assimilate things to the streaming platform. And I think we have just to Disney Plus and I think we've just seen a lot of Disney fatigue in all of its platforms. I think people are tired of the Marvel franchise in a lot of ways, especially the TV stuff and how that intersects with the movies. I think people are tired of some of the Star Wars stuff. I think people are tired of Pixar and how they sort of like hit the same emotional buttons every time. And I kind of think, you know, this past year, none of the Marvel movies did as well as that, you know, people thought that they we're supposed to even black panther which you know you can sort of blame on various things because uh, you know the star died and it's a much more somber story and whatnot but none of them like delivered in the way that they were supposed to some of them were downright bad i mean (laughs) when you take the combination of like 
Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange and Thor Love and Thunder and Lightyear combined together. Like, that's just like, uh, and while Ant-Man and the Wasp, the, or the first two were a little bit more comedic, um, this one, I think, is going to do have to do more heavy lifting and not be able yeah. to be as jokey, especially because we're introducing a villain. But the villain was previously introduced in a TV show. I don't know how many people have watched well, that. Well, to be fair, the TV show I character mean, isn't like this version of him, right? Like the whole idea is there's... there's um. I mean, okay, but I didn't know that. You know, so it's like... <laughs> I just I I'm don't saying know. so you can rest easy if you didn't see the show. Right. But I am just worried about kind of the state of Marvel and its various yeah, yeah, sure. intersecting plot lines. And I think that Ant-Man and the Wasp might get out unscathed. Um, but I'm not sure about some of the other ones. I gave this a 72. Okay, I said 82. Yeah, I think that this might be the beginning of a nosedive for them. Um, Okay, a movie I am very excited about is Cocaine Bear, which looks like a romp and a half. It's based on a true story of this grizzly bear that got into cocaine and went crazy. It's like a fun horror movie. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks, who is a lot of fun and who did Pitch Perfect, which I like. Um, well, to be clear, she didn't direct the first two Pitch Perfects. No, but she wrote the first one, I okay. believe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. I think she's funny. The trailer of this looks like a good time. It looks bloody, you know, like kids are getting <laughs> eaten by the bear. And I always love when a kid dies in a movie. Um, you know, it really makes it so, like, the stakes are high. And... Yeah, I think that this just looks like a lot of fun. There's a lot of big celebrities in it, but kind of in ways where I think a lot of them are going to get killed by this bear. Um, and yeah, it just looks like a romp. It's giving me Megan energy. So I said 81%. <laughs> 81? Also, also, Lord and Miller, who did the Lego movie, are producers. Um, That's true. So I think this is going to be smart. I think it's going to be said, funny. I think I people are going to like it. I said 56 because I feel like where can it go? You know, it's like it, it's not going to get depth points. It's like basically the package, but about a bear. Why? Because it's in the woods? Yeah, just like the comedy level. I mean, it's like what what else is it adding to the conversation? I think everybody who watches it's going to be like, that was a fun time. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, my next one that I'm also excited about is Creed 3, which I think we have talked about yes. before. Um, so we won't get into it too much, but this is, uh, Jonathan Majors is also in this. He's Ugh, playing he the, uh, antagonist to Michael B. Jordan. I loved the first two Creed movies. I think that this third one is also going to be good. Probably there's Sylvester Stallone is not in it, um, that I'm aware of. And I mean, maybe he has like a cameo or something, but it's not a main character. It's but Tessa Thompson's back. Also, I think the fact that Jonathan Majors is in this is a very good sign because mm -hmm. Jonathan Majors is obviously has the pick of the litter when it comes to roles. And mm -hmm. the fact that he took this, I think, means that there's something interesting going on. Um, yeah, I I'm really excited to see what happens. And I am giving this a 70 percent this year. Oh, uh I I might be Jonathan Majors blind, but I gave it 85. I mean, 80. Because 
it is Michael B. Jordan. I mean, Michael B. Jordan's first directing debut, but um, but I'm hopeful based on the trailers. I think I think it'll touch on some interesting emotional notes. Yeah, definitely. Okay, oh. next up we have you. Oh yeah. <laughs> So March 10th, Adam Driver comes out in a movie that I was excited for last year. Um, Last year, all it was was a very mysterious sci-fi project, um, which little was known about. And I still knew it'd be something I liked. So when this trailer came out and it was very (laughs) instantly apparent what this was, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, I almost don't want to spoil it, but... I wish they had like protected the twist until until I sat down on screen. But I think it's giving like that TV show where um, humanity goes back in time to find a more livable planet and then realize they went maybe a little too far back. Um, and I feel like it'll be fun. I don't know if it's going to be good. <laughs> I think it looks bad. I think well, it looks real bad. I think that the fact that they're dumping it in March is not a good sign. Well, what about Creed 3? How can you? Well, here's the thing. I think that there's <laughs> certain movies, like, like, I think most all of the Creeds have come out in this window. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Well, what about Cocaine Bear? Well, and Cocaine Bear, I think, is playing on the Megan energy of, like, <laughs> it's, like, so bad it's good kind of thing. I think that Adam Driver is a big name. This yes. movie looks expensive. Yes. It's been, it's very, uh, like, it, it has summer blockbuster energy to me. And the fact that it is not being released in the summer, I feel like signals that it's not great. I, I don't also, know. Also, it's been pushed a couple times. So It has been pushed, but I'm going to give it a 65 in honor of its title. And uh, hope for the best. I'm giving it a 40. Well, I hope you bring the same energy to your next movie because, uh, to your point, it could be a summer hit. But instead, they shoved it in here. Okay, yes. We have Scream 6. But again, the Scream (laughs) horror movies aren't like summer. Anyways, I can't get into this. Okay. Um, okay. Scream 6, (laughs) a very controversial Um. Scream 5, also just called Scream, annoyingly. Um, Well, I love the Scream franchise. And Scream 5, I think, was very good. I I really liked it. Yeah, we watched it. It We watched it. We talked about it on the pod. Um, Scream 6, I was very excited for. But then it was came out that Neve Campbell was not going to be in it due to not being paid enough money. I don't know if the... I don't know sort of like what the timeline is on the script versus her being in it or not, because it Mm. turns out that now it's going to be set in New York city. Um, uh, The characters from the, who have survived the last one will be there joined by new characters. Courtney Cox is still in it, but she only really has one scene. Uh, David Arquette died in the last one. So he's not, how do you know that? It, it was released in she she released some statement or another oh. like like that she that it's a minimal role that Courtney Cox has so like because she didn't want to be judged for keeping her paycheck when Neve well I just I mean say that they had less like they they were not the main characters in the last one well I know but they didn't make a statement then did they no no I mean I don't think she made I don't know I'm not sure if it I'm was like a statement. Because then doesn't that imply she dies or something? No, I one think, scene is like fighting off. I think it implies. I think what it is is that like it's in a different setting. So oh. I think that this movie is like 
Like, they're moving out of Woodsboro. They're going to New York. I think it's kind of like she, you know, has a scene or whatever, but, like, she's not really the main character. Like, I think because Neve Campbell's not in this, they were like, we're just going to sort of, like, remove the legacy players mm. for the most part and just focus on the new people. Um, And then maybe for Scream 7, somehow we get both Neve and Courtney back in a bigger mm. way. Um, so, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like Scream as a concept is witty and fun and they could, I'm upset that Neve Campbell is not in it because I like her and she's been in all of the other ones, but I also don't necessarily feel that her not being in it would make this a bad movie. Right. I think the fact that it's set in New York gives them a lot of fun things to work with that they haven't had before. So I'm excited to watch it. Um, also, there is a theory brewing online that perhaps the entire <laughs> salary negotiation is a hoax and that Neve Campbell is actually playing Ghostface, which the more I think about it, the less realistic that sounds to me. <laughs> but if they did that, that would, I think, be the greatest PR stunt of all time. Yeah. Um, I bet so, they're kicking themselves that they didn't think of that. I know. I know. So... You know, I'm excited for it. I gave it a 61 because I think that there is still a large possibility that's bad. And also, like, you know, it's I think it's hard to do a lot of good horror movies in a franchise. And even though I love Scream 2 and 3, they, those, I think, are generally considered bad, even though I think that they're good. So, you know, it's uh, like, who knows what these Rotten Tomato critics are going to say. You know, I gave it a 67. I guess I'm more optimistic than you because... Huh. I like that it's entering more of a serial killer territory than just a dopey kid trying his hand at murder. Yeah. He seems yeah. like a more intense, um, what is it, ghost face? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm also excited for another sequel. On March 24th, we get John Wick 4. Um yeah. I think that the premise of this seems a little bit more convoluted than the premise of the previous three John Wick movies. And yeah. we're getting a little bit too much into the mythology for me mm -hmm. um, based on the preview. But I also just love the fight scenes and <laughs> think that, you know, I, I really like all three of the other John Wick movies. So I'm excited for it. I gave it a 72. Yeah, wow. Why am I being so much more positive than you? Because I said 84. Yeah. I mean, they've all sat around the high 80s. So I didn't look for them. I never look at the scores for other movies when no, I you just trust your gut. I'm doing this. I just got it because I feel like also that's sort of like, I mean, I don't know. Not unfair, but <laughs> I should do more. Research. I'm just saying the people who review John Wick tend to be people who like John Wick. It's not like they get like. Uh, the I don't know. It just seems like it'll scratch the itch it needs to. So like, why wouldn't it get high praise? But I agree that the trailer did make it seem a little bit more heavy-handed. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this trailer, but Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons is coming out March thirty first, starring um Chris Pine, and then Michelle Rodriguez, Hugh Grant, um, Regé Jean Page from Bridgerton, and a bunch of other people are in this sort of comedy-esque version of the obvious, you know, role-playing game. Um, and it's it's over the top. It seems very campy, but, like, everyone's having a good time. And I feel like it's going to be a enjoyable moment, but not, like, an awards-winning 
<laughs> it's not going to be the greatest adaptation of a game ever made, but I feel like it'll sit around 55%. Oh, wow. This is interesting because I, you said that you were excited for it. Yes. So then I was like, huh. And I watched the trailer and the whole time I was watching the trailer, I kept thinking we were going to, because Dungeons and Dragons is a role-playing game, that we were going to get some sort of cut away in a Jumanji-esque fashion <laughs> to like, like, like these famous actors are actually playing, you know, like dorky tweens or something. Right. And I thought, oh, how like fun will that be? That's such no. a good premise. <laughs> but no, that's not the premise. Um, so I wrote down 70% because it looks sort of like inoffensive and I feel like people That's will be trickle. like, yeah, it was fine. But I also think I'm not going to enjoy this. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that could twist in a higher favor is that it's from the um, writers or maybe director of Game Night, which is one of the best comedies of recent years. So, But this didn't look that funny. Yeah, it's definitely more like... I don't know. It's giving the like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like I no, I think old. it wishes it had <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's a good movie. The movie <laughs> that I was getting most while watching this trailer was like Jungle Cruise. You know, like <laughs> it's it, better than Jungle Cruise. I mean, like, I think it will maybe be. Maybe Ella it, Enchanted. You know, like it's sort of a weird blip of a f- idea, but they all are so committed to it that it just ends up being a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, on April 28th, we have Bo is Afraid, which is the third movie from Ari Aster, who is the director of Hereditary and Midsummer. The trailer is out for this. It's like um, something having to do with Joaquin Phoenix aging. But honestly, the trailer is not giving me very much to go on, um, which I think Hereditary did a similar job. I mean, the Hereditary trailer, I think, was better. But you also really had no idea what you were getting when you went into it. Um, I feel like this has the potential to be a phenomenal movie, a la something like Everything Everywhere All at Once, because those trailers were also confusing. But I think it also has a shot at becoming like a Northman slash (laughs) men-esque like weird horror thing that doesn't kind of go anywhere. Um... I am choosing to believe the best in Ari Aster, who I love, and I'm going with an 88%, but I think that this is a flip of a coin away from, like, a 25. Oh, wow. Well, I said 69, but um, I guess I should commit either way. I mean, you know, or just ride the middle. Sit on the fence. (laughs) Be a fence sitter. I will. Uh, Okay. On to my theory about Disney fatigue and Marvel fatigue. May 5th, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, yeah. Which I am not excited about. I mean, I'm not excited about it because it's a Marvel movie. But also, I am nervous because, again, this is going to be tying in all kinds of stuff from the Marvel Cinematic Universe movie TV show franchises. I think that there's the potential for this to be sort of like a more emotional somber movie because it's the last guardians movie that James Gunn is doing. And I'm wondering if he would lean into something that's like a little bit more like saying goodbye esque energy, which well, could be good. Pretty, yeah. Pretty somber. But also it has Chris Pratt right there in the middle. 
And I kind of feel like we're sort of all over Chris Pratt to a certain <laughs> extent. And so I am not feeling good about this. I I think it will probably get higher than a 45, but I'm saying what? <laughs> I, I don't think a single Marvel movie I'm has ready. ever. No, I know, but I'm ready. At a certain point, it. at a certain point, we are going to get to a tipping point, and the critics are going to be just I like do not think annoyed this with too Marvel. Much like, and I fan... think it could be this. No, this is like a fan favorite. Like everyone's emo about this. Like James Gunn's return slash exit. And the whole crew's final saga. And to be fair, it's one of the least it's it's one of the most well insulated Marvel projects because it hasn't had a lot of crossover beyond Avengers in game, you know? And so I feel like it'll allow the characters to just continue doing their own thing. Um and I don't know. I th- I'm giving it 90%. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am because I think everyone everyone wants it to do well. So there's almost this like element well they'll they'll just be happy it exists. Um I don't know. I feel good about it. And James Gunn has done like really successful things. Like even even his Christmas special that he did with Guardians this last year did well. So I think he knows how to handle these characters. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, another one that I'm excited for is on May 19th, we get Fast 10, which is long awaited, maybe a little bit worse for wear. Um, this is coming as sort of the last chapter in the franchise, but they're pulling a Harry Potter and splitting it into two parts. So it's going to be Fast 10 Part 1 <laughs> this year, and then Fast 10 Part 2 some other time. Um, this has also had some controversy around it because um, uh, The Rock doesn't want to be in it again. Vin Diesel famously tried to publicly pressure him into joining back up and Dwayne Johnson said, LOL, not happening. It also was meant to be directed by Justin Lin, who had directed most of the franchise movies, including Fast 9. Um, but then he exited the project after filming started reportedly due to disagreements with Vin Diesel. Um, and then they're not only bringing back a bunch of people, but they're introducing Jason Momoa as the villain. And then Brie Larson is showing up, I think. And Rita Moreno is playing Vin Diesel's mother or grandmother, grandmother, probably, um, so it seems like it's going to be a little bit all over the place. It's a new director to the franchise um, who did the Now You See Me movie, <laughs> oh, which isn't great. Um, I think it'll be a good time, but probably not as good as the last three movies have been. I think it's reached a tipping point where maybe maybe Vin Diesel's gotten a little too big for his britches, you know. So I'm saying it's 56%. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I'm maybe reading the tea leaves less than you are. I said 74%. I think the last couple have done really well. And as sort of a franchise ender, there'll be a lot of like goodwill towards it. I know. Um, There's like, it's going to stop in the middle, you know, that's the problem. Yeah. But I mean, did people hate the Infinity War movie? Well, that's, I mean, I did, but beast. No. That was like decades in the making, whereas this is like I also kind of think that maybe together. if it is 
like actually a split in half movie, like the story is split in half, then that could buy it some goodwill too. Like if there's yeah. things about it that people don't like, they could say, ah, well, you know, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll see. I, I want to be surprised, pleasantly surprised. I'll enjoy it. I just don't know if critics will is what I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um. Okay. We're now at a point where I feel like this might be controversial. Mm, I was surprised to see this. I selected The Little Mermaid as a movie that I think will be bad. <laughs> Uh, not because what? I'm racist. You racist. As you know, lots of people have gotten upset by the fact that there is a black Ariel. Um, no, I am nervous about this because I feel like these Disney live action remakes, while they make a lot of money, have been not great. Awful. I think. I think people are realizing that more and more. I also am looking at the pedigree of the people involved here. <laughs> the director most recently did Mary Poppins 2, which yeah. was bad. He also did the Into the Woods uh, live action version, which I think was... <laughs> um, his his like main credit is Chicago, but I'm wondering like how he's going to do... Like I feel like in the Disney apparatus, you have less room to try new cool things. And so I'm worried that this is not going to be great. Also, I was just watching the Aladdin remake today, <laughs> yeah, I which I hated. <laughs> so I think that might be where <laughs> But I was also and looking dreams. and like the the people who wrote the script for this have recently worked on like some of the the more recent X-Men movies, Miss Peregrine's, Rebecca, which came out last year and was horrible. Yeah, A really Man nice. Called Otto, which just came out and didn't do very well. That School for Good and Evil, weird <laughs> Disney sh- Like not a lot of things for me to put trust in well, and, and then so also and then also they've brought Lin-Manuel Miranda in <laughs> to do four new songs for the musical David Diggs is Sebastian so you definitely know there's going to be some like rapping crab songs I don't know it just feels yeah. like there's a lot going on here and it's not all great yeah. for me so no, I said I'm a fifty-two percent. Yeah, I've always hated The Little Mermaid, like as an animated film. I I just don't know if there's a way to salvage a story about a teenage girl like throwing a tantrum and trying to get a guy to fall in love with her without talking. Like it's not even if they mix it up, it'll just feel so forced. And like you know, if it's suddenly like, oh, I don't want to get married. I just want to date you. It's like, why are we doing this then? Like, what are we? Why are we modernizing this? Like, who needed this? But well, and I, I think, think you either go like, are they going to go too serious like Mulan or yeah. is it just going to be like very like shot for shot remake like the Lion King movie? Yeah. I feel like you have to add something else to it, but I don't know what that would be necessarily. I don't know. I think it'll be like everyone will be enamored by Chloe, who's great. And I think it'll be beautifully like she's clearly a very well cast singer that they usually don't get on these type of films. Um, Emma Watson, I'm looking at you. And so I think it could work. And I think it will also be hard to criticize based on who tends to criticize this movie. So I think it'll end up at like 66. Okay. Okay. Well, we have similar thoughts. <laughs> um, okay. Um, and then in June 2nd, the long awaited sequel to Spider-Verse, 
Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 comes out. Um, I think we're both really excited for this. I The trailer's finally out. It looks good. It looks like it's going all sorts of places. I don't really know anything about it, but I'm like a believer in the animation, in the storytellers, in the writers, directors. So I think it'll be the sophomore sequel that could. So I'm saying 92%. Yeah, I said a 90. The trailer is like doesn't really give you anything, but the original was so clever that I have faith in it. Yeah. Um coming June 16th, potentially uh, you know, sort of a rival up against the Spider-Man movie is the new Pixar film Elemental. <sighs> yeah. Um which I am not thrilled for. I again think Pixar fatigue and it's like fire versus water. Like yeah. everybody's a a, a different uh there's like earth and wind and stuff and i'm just we've done a lot of these like anthropomorphized um yeah. type disney movies at this point between like soul and um inside, inside out. out and i don't i don't i just feel like we've done this a lot yeah. and i and if it's going to again be one of those like is this movie really for adults or is it for kids kind of Pixar movies? I don't know. I'm <laughs> not feeling confident. I feel like the direction that they need to go in is more like turning red, but I again, don't know if Disney has caught on to that fact yet. Yeah. And it's a lot of like, it's a really heavy world building. Like the, the, the visuals of the trailer were kind of like in your face. Like it was, it wasn't like pretty in the way that a lot of Pixar movies are. And so it just seems like, huh, it didn't, it didn't light a fire under me, yeah. so to speak. So I said 80%. I said 60. Oh, wow. That's tough to get a Pixar movie to go low, but I do think there is less interest in this. Like, usually there's so much excitement for Pixar, but it's like, Well, because I'm also thinking about like, okay, critics. I think that so much of a critic response comes from like expectation versus reality yeah and i think we've seen that with you know things like megan and everything everywhere all at once and i think that critics are just more ready to splash a, or like slap a bad review on some sort of big budget money yeah. kind of thing um and it seems like everybody's less precious about that i think for a while because those groups had so many fans and stuff like I don't know, people were less willing to kind of go out of their way to stab it. But mm. now that feels like more in on trend to just be like, no, <laughs> what are we doing? And yeah, I don't know. I feel like you have to be good. And if this isn't good, I think it could be another light year situation. Yeah. Wow. Um, a movie that I'm sure it will be bad <laughs> and will get bad reviews no matter what. <laughs> The Flash. Yeah. Shelby's next pick. No, it's yours. Oh, I picked it? Wait. Maybe On I my thing, it. I have you have it. Either way, we both oh, think yeah, it's going to yeah, be bad. Yeah, yeah. No, it this is, is Yeah, the, I, yeah this is I literally This is the last remnant <laughs> of the DC universe <laughs> that's basically all been destroyed by James yeah. Gunn. Yeah. Also, it stars Ezra Miller, who's a highly problematic figure. Yeah, they're just sort of dumping this. There's no way it's going to be good. It's not getting a sequel. You know, it's like it's going to be bad. I give it a 24 percent. I think everyone's yeah. going to be real excited to say that this is awful. Yeah, no, I thought it would be reminiscent of the um, Morbius. So I gave it a 15. Because yeah. and that's why I forgot that I didn't 
that I did in fact pick this because I didn't even bother writing notes for it. <laughs> just like whatever. <laughs> uh, but it's on to a better movie. Um, yeah, hopefully. A movie that I sort of uh, dug up, one of the few like random ones I think on this list, yeah. is, a, is a Jennifer Lawrence movie that's coming out in the end of June called No Hard Feelings. Um, this is from the director of Good Boys, which you liked more than I did. But mm-hmm. um, I feel good about Jennifer Lawrence this year. Yeah. She was really good in Causeway, which was a tiny movie that came out this year. I feel like she's she's taken a break. She's been really fun on a lot of the like roundtables and interviews and stuff that she's had recently. I kind of feel like we're getting the renaissance of Jennifer Lawrence. I also think that Jennifer Lawrence is great in a comedy and she's not given that enough. And here she's playing um it's like a coming of age story set in Long Island where she puts like an ad in the newspaper to try to get someone to go on a date with her son before college. Um, I don't know. It just feels like a fun kind of premise. And I think that she could be really funny in it. Um, well, I don't really know anything mother, about it. Right? I think she's the mother. No. The note is I have is that mother? she answers the Craigslist ad. So she's like the girlfriend. She's not old enough oh. to play a woman who has a son going to college. I don't know. She was Joy. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I I mean, either way, yeah, I think it's... She could be 40. I... Yeah, but I don't think she is. I think she's the... I think she's the Okay, maybe interest. I read the, the log line wrong. Interest, but she's or the, I just assumed that she was yeah. the mother, but she's not. Anyways, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I give it... I'm giving it an 82. Oh, okay. I gave it 70. So, perfect. Um, Okay, this is one I'm definitely not excited for, um, which is uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, it's set in 1969. It's like during the space race and the U.S. is like using ex-Nazis to like help for something. I don't know. And so then Indiana Jones is like nervous about that. I don't know. It's just like he's too old for this. Like I just – if he can't retire, what hope is there for us? You know, I just – I don't think the last one was any good. It was – it was actually awful. And I don't know if watching Harrison Ford in like Star Wars or whatever is making me think, yeah, I want to see him play a younger version of himself and <laughs> just further tank his own IP. Like I I feel like this will be uh, bad, but not like miserable. So I'm giving it a 65 counterpoint okay one it's a time travel movie and i love time travel movies it's a time travel movie isn't it sort of that's the vibe i got why potentially because it's called the dial of destiny oh i don't know why would it be time travel he like exists in i guess a younger version of himself isn't oh i don't know i i guess you think it's just flashbacks i didn't think anything about it being time travel but i guess that i mean i guess i'm trying to think of all the indiana jones movies because sure there's like mystical well the last one had aliens in it and it was bad well no this is my thought though the last indiana jones movie was famously horrifically bad no one liked it it got terrible reviews like it was supposed to be the start of a reboot it got scrapped like it, it it decimated the franchise in a lot of ways I feel like in order for them to bring it back after that, the script had to have been good. 
Because I don't think that they would make another attempt at this after how horrifically the last one went unless they felt very confident about it. And I do think that some sort of like going back in time or I mean, even if it is just flashbacks or whatever, like could be interesting um, in this setting and the Indiana Jones like archaeology, but also there's like mysticism kind of stuff going on in it could yield some fun things. So I'm going to say it's an 85. I think this is going to be good. This says the initial scene where he's de is the only one and it will be winding the clock back to 1944 before flashing forward to 1969 when the movie's main action takes place. So it's, so not a it's like one movie. scene. Hmm. But um yeah. Interesting. Which thankfully because I hate watching de-aging it freaks me out. It's not the <laughs> the technology isn't there yet. We need to wait for James Cameron to figure it out. Um but I I I hope for the best, I guess. I what did you give it? 85. 85. Wow. Okay. We'll okay. see. Um, Speaking of old people doing action scenes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we have Mission Impossible finally coming out. Um, I think whatever his flaws are, whatever weird religion he perpetuates in disturbing ways, he's committed. And Tom Cruise proved that with Top Gun Maverick. I think he knows how to make a good movie. He knows how to craft a good action flick. And this is, again, partnering with Christopher McQuarrie. And I think Rogue Nation, Fallout, those are like perfect movies and Mission Possible movies especially. So the whole crew is back. It's going to be great. Can he outdo himself again? I think it's an easy 90%. I said 82 I, okay. th- I feel like, yeah, I agree with most of what you said. Will <laughs> I like it? Unclear. But I think that, you know, I, I had major doubts on Top Gun, which yeah. turned out to be great. So I say yes. Yeah. Um, A movie that I'm sure you are going to not want to see yeah. is Oppenheimer, which comes out July 21st. Yeah. This is Christopher Nolan's next movie. It's... I mean, I like Christopher Nolan a lot. I loved Tenet. This is much more, I think, in the vein of Dunkirk. Um, It's a biopic that looks pretty straightforward for the most part um, about Oppenheimer, who uh, was involved with the creation of the atomic bomb. Um, Cillian Murphy is playing the lead role. I feel like this will perhaps be a little bit boring, but I think in a way that might be similar to something like an imitation game or Dunkirk. Um, I'm really interested to see what goes on with this. It looks beautiful from the trailer. I think that Cillian Murphy has is a really good actor who hasn't necessarily been given a lot of like lead lead roles. He's usually like supporting roles in um movies so i'm excited to see him kind of have a big thing that looks like he'll be able to flex his acting muscles a lot in um dunkirk did really well at the oscars i feel like this could also potentially be in that kind of spot um and yeah i feel like other than it being boring it i don't think that it looks like there's much to hate about this um 
Like, I think that the worst reviews are going to be like, it was very beautiful, but sort of a snooze. And I think that Christopher Nolan does a good job of making movies interesting. And so I'm saying it's an 88. I think it's just like offensive. Also, Florence Pugh is in it, who I <laughs> it's love. It's just like every white person in Hollywood is in this movie. I just think the fact that we're even coming close to romanticizing or sympathizing with the making of the atomic bomb. Like I, I listen to the trailer and it makes me want to punch myself in the face. Like I, Oh, he's so torn by this choice. Like, Oh, will history judge him? Like, yes, yes. And, and the way this trailer set up, isn't like we're judging him. It's like, wow, wasn't this such a complicated choice? And it's like, no, this was disgusting what happened. And I don't think the movie's really going to dig into the, effects of the atomic bomb and what these white dudes decided to do with their resources while people were- You think this movie is going to be like pro-atomic bomb? I'm not saying it'll be like, oh, yay, let's build more bombs. I'm just saying that the way movies tend to glamorize these biopics, a la The Imitation Game or whatever else, it's going to be about the man and not the victims. Like, it's going to be about like, oh, someone had to make it, so better us than them. And I just like, I'm, yeah, I'm not excited for this, but will it do well? Sure, because of course it will. But I said 89%. I mean, we'll see what the angle of it is because I, I think it's long. Yeah, I mean, there's just I no way you can frame a movie that it. stars 27 white people about the making of the atom bomb as anything that's like thoughtful or nuanced. It's even in, even in its nuance. It's a POV that's on the <laughs> that benefits the uh, oppressors. Like it's like it, you think it's it a should movie be that shouldn't the, exist about the Japanese people. I'm saying the movie shouldn't exist. I'm saying there's no need to talk about this like guy in any way that gives him grace or depth or. Well, we don't know if it's doing that. I mean, the trailer alone is like. It's all about like his tortured state. Like I I and you can't like pretend knowing Christopher Nolan like I don't think this is going to be like even if it's like wow that was bad. It's not it's still glamorizing it by making it a beautiful film, by making it like wow, look at all these stars. Like it's its existence is offensive to me, and that's just <laughs> I won't I won't be able to get past that. But um, see, I feel like it could like I I feel like the trailer was very vague to me and sort of vibey, um, which maybe is not the best way to do it. But I am thinking about something like um, all the quiet on the Western Front, and how like how gorgeous that is, but how like sinister it is in a lot of ways and thinking that this might be going in more of that direction. Yeah. I I guess what's interesting about all quiet on the Western front is again, it's from the perspective of the people who suffered under the choices of people who didn't think at all about them. And so this is taking a, a much higher approach to it where it's, it's, about Oppenheimer. It's not about what happened because of him. And maybe that will be explored like blah, blah, blah. But even if it is explored, the conversation will be, whoa, this Christopher Nolan does a great job of like imitating the atomic bomb blast. Like, you know, like it's never going to be a well 
crafted piece that does anything more than look nice as it asks a complicated question it doesn't care to dare, dig into fully. But I, mean, I I feel like that's a bull, like a very generalized statement to make on a movie that we've seen two minutes of, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going off a lot of my feelings about Christopher Nolan and his approach to films, his lack of diversity in his films, his uh, the energy that our culture and especially Hollywood takes towards um, the American, uh, you know, myths around what we do and why we do it, especially romanticizing the period in our hand in World War II. So. Am I hopeful it's nuanced? Like, I guess, but I doubt it. Um, But I won't be there anyways, because I'm going to be watching Barbie on the same day. Um, The Segreta Gerwig's third film. Uh, We also got a trailer for this. And I'm happy to judge it off of two minutes because I think it looks like, I think it looks like she has this like golden touch where she's able to surprise us in her next projects, but also make them uniquely her own. Um... I think it looks fun. It looks over the top, splashy. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how it's going to say what it wants to say, but I feel like it'll be a good time. So I'm hoping the third, her third movie stands up to her first two and I'm giving it 92%. I am also giving it 92%. Oh, cute. Um, yeah. I feel like the trailer for this was masterful in marketing. Yeah. Uh, like I have, I the trailers in in the movies of this period and like going forward that we have yeah. are so like vague that you it's like what, this could be about anything for the most <laughs> part. Um, yeah, the Barbie trailer it was it, like it gives you a color palette, but it's very much a vibe, and I'm not even sure if a lot of the stuff in the trailer is actually going to be <laughs> in the movie or not. Um. Or how it would be in the movie if it is. But yeah, I'm excited. And like Christopher Nolan, I really like Greta Gerwig <laughs> and am interested in seeing, yeah, like what she can do with uh, this thing that feels like slightly out of her uh, comfort zone so far. Um, but I think that she's smart enough to be able to handle it. Yeah. Um. Only a week later, The Marvels comes out, <laughs> which is the sequel to Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel. This one really feels uh, <laughs> ill-fated to me in a lot of different ways. Um, there's obviously sort of the sinister uh, Marvel bro not liking women angle, which yeah. I think will unfortunately be back again. Uh, they were going after Captain Marvel to begin with. I think that Ms. Marvel was largely overlooked by a lot cute. of Marvel fans. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked Ms. Marvel and I also liked Captain Marvel. I think though that not a lot of people watched Ms. Marvel yeah. and that this movie is relying, going to be relying heavily on her um, this feels the most crossovery of the movies we've gotten so far with the TV shows. Yeah. Um, and I just uh, am fearful for it. Um, <laughs> I'm giving it a 51%. I feel oh, like wow. the movie will be maybe be better than that, but I'm also trying to factor in all of the bias that's going on yeah. probably with some of these. Um, so yeah, I think this could be uh, not a great, moment for marvel especially box office wise well it's also weird we haven't i'm guess they're probably saving the trailer for 
Ant-Man and the Wasp, but um, yeah, I, I gave it a 70. Um, I liked Miss Marvel and I feel like the ending of Miss Marvel, the tease for this movie, kind of implies that Captain Marvel will be able to have some fun, which as we talked about with our Brie Larson episode, I really, uh, I'd, I wish for her to find a good fit. Um, so maybe this is it. <laughs> but um, what we I'm also not, mentioned, we also oh, yeah. sort of failed to mention that she is also going to be the new Fast and the Furious movie. Oh yeah, I think I did slide that in there as because there's so oh, many you? new characters. But yeah, she'll she'll be there. Hopefully, having a good time. Vin Diesel loves her. Um, so then August second, we have May. The Meg 2 coming out, which is the Jason Statham versus the Megalodon movie. And is there a trailer for this one? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah. So There's this no plot feels, announced. Like This could be a bump, I this, think. This could get pushed. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But Ruby Rose isn't in it. So that's a win. I don't remember if she died in the first one or I what. I don't think she did because I think I would have liked the first one more if she yeah. did die. <laughs> yeah. I feel like since it took so long for this to get like... I don't know, like made, it seems like maybe it is better than we think it would be because they didn't just like churn it out two years after the first. But um, I don't know. I'm giving it 50%. I'm giving it 30. I think this will be bad. Yeah, probably. As much as I love Jason Statham. Um, (laughs) A better sequel, hopefully, is Dune Part (laughs) 2. Wait, you missed your... uh... Oh, wait. Wait, did I... No, 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 no. You're right. No? Go on, Dune. Yeah. Yes, Dune Part 2, which mm-hmm. comes out November 3rd. You were yeah. excited for this one. Yes. Um, But I'm also excited for this one. Obviously, the second half of the Dune duology of movies. Florence Pugh will be in this one. Um, A lot more Zendaya, theoretically. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, the first one did incredibly. I think at the very least, this will be very gorgeous. Yeah. Um. I I also think that, you know, going on the Lord of the Rings theory of Oscars and awards, like, mm. the, the with the first one, I don't think that it got certain awards because they knew a second one was coming. I think if the second one does really well and is really good, people will be very likely to give it a lot of awards sort of for the pair of movies. Um, so I have high hopes. I'm giving this a 91. Yeah, I gave it a 94. There's no, you know, Frank Idaho, but but we have Zendaya, so that's good. And Florence Pugh. Yes. Yeah, there's a bunch of new people who are going to be in it. Yeah. So I think uh, what's his fi- I think Elvis is also in it. Oh, interesting. I feel like um well, that'll uh, be interesting uh, to see. A very P.S. Urong uh, movie is the Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of <laughs> Songbirds and Snakes. Which and you're we, excited. Which we did a book uh, issue on or episode on. Yeah, it comes out November 17th. I am excited about this. Um, I like the book more than you like the book. Yeah, I hated it. And I think that... The book has a lot of interesting stuff and that will be fun to watch. Um, I think that if the first two Hunger Games movies were fun and the last two were bad, I think largely because those books were bad. And I think that this one is more, you know, Hunger Gamesy, so it'll be more interesting um, than the Mockingjay movies were, which weren't really Hunger Games, you know, didn't have a Hunger Games in them. Um 
And I also am trusting that some of the parts of the book that I liked least will be the parts that get cut from the movie, <laughs> like all of the songs and all of the weird singing culture people um i'm thinking might, might get filed down uh, as that's less action-packed it's than called the ballad of the song games um i mean i'm sure i'm sure we'll get some like are you are you coming to the tree but um but yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for this. Oh, I I like the Hunger Games. Okay. I'm ready for the Hunger Games to be back. Yeah, um, I love the Hunger Games. Yeah, I'm giving it a 71. I think this will be a fun time. Okay, I mean, I did give it a 75, but I'm not looking forward oh. to it personally. Okay. <laughs> I think you make good points, though. Um, in December sec- December 10th, we have a Netflix movie coming out called Leave the World Behind, which is based on this novel I read. Um, uh, and it stars Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, and Ethan Hawke. So a pretty great cast. The premise is that a family's, a family's on vacation at an Airbnb, but then the property owners come back after some sort of mysterious blackout happens and they start to be nervous about the future of the earth basically so it's kind of this like weird um like clash of personalities type story it's not big it's not splashy i think it could be their like you know oscar contender like the power of the dog like mudbound like i don't know one of their well-made films it's from it is from the creator mr robot though so he hasn't done a ton of I think this would be his first feature film. Um, so it's kind of like up in the air how this will go, but I really did enjoy the book. I thought the premise was thoughtful. The characters were interesting, and I think the cast here makes it even more compelling. So I'm going to say like 80%. Okay, I said 42%. Oh, wow. <laughs> but that was, but somehow or another, I missed the fact that it was based on that book. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like is more encouraging for me because i thought it was just like a mr robot original uh thing so i'm gonna bump this up to a 70 okay and you know what it could be low because the george clooney netflix movie was also based on a book i really loved and that was a disaster and no one liked it so who knows (laughs) also book adaptions doesn't like a good book especially if it's like a literary book does not usually mean great movie (laughs) as we've seen time and time again Love with the power of the dog and Mudbound. Yeah, I guess I think you're better though going almost going off with a random book that no one has ever heard of. <laughs> like yeah. Power of the Dog. Yeah. And just like making it your own rather than taking something and being like, well, I love this book. Let me try to adapt it. Um, yeah, we'll see. December 15th, we have Wonka, which speaking of <laughs> has been threatening to arrive for quite some time now. <laughs> I think this is going to be bad. I yeah. don't. Whereas like Florence Pugh popping up in a couple of these things, I'm like, I trust Florence Pugh to pick good projects. I feel mm. like she ha- is. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> I think is a confusing outlier. But in general, I think she Thank picks you. really good roles Agreed. for herself. I do not necessarily feel that way about Timothy Chalamet oh, having what? watched all of his movies. I think he <laughs> is actually pretty bad at picking roles. And this Wonka movie seems not great to me. I don't think that Timothy Chalamet, as he normally is in movies, will make a good Willy Wonka. Um, I, I don't like this one bit. I'm giving it a 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. I gave it a 54 because it seems like they're holding it out for some reason. Um, 
But I feel the same way about the next one for me, which is Legally Blonde 3. Um, I love Legally Blonde. It was like my first introduction to like feminism. I think it's a perfect film. Um, obviously, you get Jennifer Coolidge. You get um, Reese Witherspoon's excellent performance. But Legally Blonde 2 was horrific. Absolutely absolutely garbage. Um, And so this has been sort of in the works, kind of talked about for, I don't know, a few years, like a long time. And Reese was always like, I won't do it unless the script is perfect. But I also feel like, you know, how can you resist your most famous iconic role? Um, I feel like this is going to be more like disenchanted where it's too far from the original that it almost makes you like cringe that you even thought trying again was a good idea so i'm gonna say 40 percent. i said 54 percent. i think the best case scenario is you get something like a hocus pocus 2 yeah um which is fun but sort of like eh. yeah i can't imagine it being great yeah um yeah i'm not i'm not looking forward to this but also i haven't seen either of the first two legally blondes so what Yes. Matthew, you should have told me we definitely would have watched Legally Blonde. Like, why why do you hate women? (laughs) Because I love Christopher Nolan. (laughs) Oh, man. Legally Blonde is, like, such a good movie, and it holds up. And, in fact, uh, Monsieur, you reference Legally Blonde in your 100 musical moments. Yes, but that's because somebody else, I think Sierra maybe told me to add it or (laughs) someone else suggested it. And then I watched that scene, which is the opening credits. Okay. Um, The the thing about Legally Blonde, I feel like is I have listened to the musical soundtrack. Okay. And I've no, and I've seen so many of the quotes and stuff at this point, obviously that I know that I would like it if I watched it, but I'm also like slightly worried that I would, it would be like a situation where I kind of like, it like can't possibly live up to hmm. what is in my mind of it. Um, and I like sort of already know the story. I know. Well, and that's honestly what is most anticip- exciting about the <laughs> third one, I think, is more Jennifer Coolidge and famous Jennifer Coolidge, who they're going to probably use more yeah. than they did initially. Um, huh. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I this mean, what's the story going to be like? Breeze's daughter goes to college or something? Um, yeah. I don't know. Can't be good. Uh, last but not least is a movie that I am very excited for. Uh, Martin Scorsese's new film starring Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, Killers of the Flower Moon. I did not read this book, um, but it was very famous several years ago. Um, a huge bestseller. Some sort of mystery. Um, like true crime. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I really like Martin Scorsese. I like his movies. I like Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. I think they're very good actors. Um, You know, uh, uh, Scorsese does these sort of like crime movies really well. So I'll be interested to see that. Um, And yeah, like any, just any moment for Leonardo DiCaprio to be on my television (laughs) screen is a moment I am excited for because he does movies very few and far between and i really like him and yeah i'm excited for this one i am giving it a 90 percent. okay yeah i i'm giving it an 85 so i think it'll be good yeah i'm excited um okay well i'm sure we'll be wrong on half of these um 
but it'll be fun. I think that this crop of movies, the onslaught of Marvel and uh, Disney notwithstanding, I'm pretty excited for. I think there's a lot of fun stuff on here. And I think at least a couple of the Marvel movies will probably be good, just, you know, based on percentage odds. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, this year in movies is starting out really good. Mm. I feel like we're coming off of a really good year in movies. Um, so I am excited for what is ahead. And I hope that this isn't something where the best movies of the year are behind us already. <laughs> yeah, we love some optimism. No, I think it'll be like fun to see what else pops up that we didn't anticipate. But yeah, I think... It is interesting that the more exciting pieces aren't those like tenth of a franchise moment, though there are those. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, yeah. Ah! Well, we only get half of it on our podcast though, because Matt's going to end it um, right on July first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When Shelby leaves and we have the weird time zone things, like, it's going to be real. Don't get our thoughts on it. <laughs> And also, basically, anything that's coming out in March, we also won't be able to cover because I'll be in Japan. So oh, man. we're really, yeah, we, enjoy us while you've got us, people, because the <laughs> a, a hiatus is coming. Unless Shelby does what I did on her maternity leave and just get some guest people to fill Oh, it. yeah, I should. Which could happen. Yeah. Um, but okay, this has been great. We'll be back next week to talk about the Oscar nominations um, and maybe some more shotgun wedding. Um, but we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.